Hello and welcome to Abay Papam, episode 202, Innocent the Seventh. Dear brothers and sisters, Annuncio Vobis. Annuncio Vobis. Annuncio Vobis Gaudium Magnum. Gaudium Magnum. Gaudium Magnum. Abemus Papam. So today's pope is another in the line of Roman popes during the Great Western Schism of the Church. So if you remember, we now have two claimants to the papacy, Benedict XIII, the Avignon Pope, and today's pope, Innocent VII in Rome. Innocent VII was born in central Italy to a noble Italian family in the town of Sulmona. His name was Cosmato dei Meliorati. He started his career in the church as a local parish priest, which is actually kind of refreshing, uh, in Solomona, and he soon rose in prestige and esteem in his local diocese. He obtained a doctorate in canon law and was named the Archpriest of Solomona in 1373. In 1383, he started his work for the papacy and was sent by Urban VI on a mission to Florence. When the Great Western Schism began, Cosmato became one of the beneficiaries because of his loyalty to the Roman pontiff. With everyone going over to the other side, uh, there were more opportunities and rooms for people who were loyal. So when the Archbishop of Ravenna went over to the Avignon side, Urban promoted him to fill his spot. And then the same thing happened when the Archbishop Bologna went to the other side. And so he was given both dioceses to govern. And then finally, he was promoted to be the Cardinal Priest of Santa Croce in Jerusalem on December 18, 1390. In 1404, at the death of Boniface IX, the city of Rome erupted in turmoil. The two major factions of the Orsini family and the Colonna family both of whom we've gotten to know now over many episodes, took to the streets and fought each other for control. They had been chafing under the renewed papal control of Rome, and now that the Pope was dead, they were going to try and take advantage of the power vacuum and try and reassert control over Rome and over each other. The cardinals, eight of them in Rome in total, entered into the conclave in the midst of this chaos and promised that if elected Pope, they would do everything in their power to end the schism, even to the point of resigning their office or calling an ecumenical council. At the end of the conclave, Cardinal Cosmato was elected, and he took the name Innocent VII. Now, not only did the Roman families sense the power of Actum, but so did uh, Ladislaus, the king of Naples, who wanted to take over Roman territory. So during the conclave, he marched his troops up to the city gates. At first, Innocent was able to use Ladislaus' force to his advantage, having you know, his forces help reestablish order in Rome. But then Ladislaus began to push for his own agenda. He forced the Pope to grant him several concessions, which Innocent had to give because, you know, there's this big army at his door. But eventually Ladislaus left Rome, and Rome was in good order, so that's good. But shortly after his departure, things started to flare up again in the conflict between the Pope and the city of Rome. A delegation from the city had been sent to the Pope to meet, but on its departure, it was waylaid by the Pope's nephew, whom the Pope had named the captain of the papal militia. His name was Ludovico de Melioriati. And Ludovico was upset that the city had not been loyal to his uncle, so he captured the delegation, brought them to the church-slash-hospital of Santo Spirito in Sassia, and then he murdered them all. Now, needless to say, the Romans were not happy by this uh, development. So, led by the Colonna family, the people of Rome rioted when they heard what Ludovico had done and burned the houses of cardinals and other senior Vatican officials, and forced the papal court and Pope Innocent to flee to Viterbo outside the city. As they were running out of town, the angry mob pursued them and killed 30 members of the papal entourage, with the Pope just barely getting away. So you can imagine this scene. The Pope, all his entourage fleeing, this angry mob chasing after them, the slower members of the entourage being killed as they went. And then the mob sacked the Vatican with the Pope gone and destroyed the papal apartments. 
Ladislaus, who was this crafty ruler of Naples, was not going to let this opportunity go without getting as much as he could for it. So he demanded more concessions from the Pope, and in the end decided to throw his weight behind the Colonna family faction, who were the most anti-papal in the city. He gave them some of his own forces to try and tip the balance against the Pope. But this then turned their rivals, the Orsinis, to the Pope's side, and so after some street fighting, the Orsinis prevailed, and for the most part got control of the city. Ladislaus' forces were camped out in Castle San Angelo still, but the rest of the city was under their control, and they brought the Pope back in 1406. So now, with Pope Innocent back in control, Pope Innocent called the consistory, in which he condemned Ladislaus for betraying the papacy and conspiring against him. He excommunicated Ladislaus for his offenses, but with the provision that the excommunication wouldn't be valid for 45 days, which gave Ladislaus some time to work out a peaceful solution with the Pope. This the Pope eagerly sought. He sent his nephew and a trusted cardinal to negotiate a truce. Ladislaus capitulated, and he pulled his troops out of Rome. Now, all of this conflict delayed Innocent's promised plan to end the schism. If you remember, the cardinals all had promised before being elected that they would do everything they could to end the schism. And so because of all this conflict, he had delayed calling an ecumenical council, claiming his political situation was too unstable to enable such a large, necessary gathering to come together. And, and that is true. And so the solution to the Great Western Schism will not come during his pontificate. And we will have to wait until next week to hear more, because Innocent VII died on November 6, 1406. He was buried in St. Peter's Basilica, and he was succeeded by Pope Gregory XII. And we will talk about his incredibly eventful papacy next time. Thank you for listening to Abemus Papa. You can check out the rest of the Catholic Bites podcast at catholicbitespodcast.com or find us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thank you and God bless you.